Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, ready to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. Before we get to that, let's see how Jake's doing. What's up, Jake? What's up, John? Uh, it's, it's a day, and we're doing stuff, like the news <laughs> and the top 10. And yeah. uh, this content is for entertainment purposes only. Any comments made by us, the host, or any guests we might have on the show is not financial advice. We may say that again later. Perfect. All right, let's get started with the top 10 daily stats provided by CoinGecko.com. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at, actually, let's refresh this page. How about that? All right, Bitcoin yeah, settling at 42000 and $136.70 with a seven-day gain of 0.5% a market cap of 797 billion dollars number two ethereum settling at three thousand one hundred eighty seven dollars and 24 cents with a seven-day gain of 3.3 percent and a market cap of 379 billion dollars number three binance coin settling at 471 dollars and 91 cents with a 11 percent gain in the past seven days and a market cap of 79 billion dollars <throat> Number four, Tether, settling at $0.99 cents with a seven-day loss of 0.3% and a market cap of $78 billion. Number five, Cardano, settling at $1.58 with a whopping seven-day gain of 39.8% gain in the past seven days. Wow. Huge. It's huge. And a market cap of $50 billion. Number six, USD coin, settling at $0.99 cents with a 0.1% uh, 0.1% loss in the past seven days and a market cap of $43 billion. Number eight, XRP settling at 75 cents with a seven day gain of 2.2% and a market cap of $36 billion. Number nine, Terra settling at $77.02 with a, a seven day gain of 11% and a market cap of $27 billion. And of course, number 10, Polkadot settling at $25.49 with a seven day gain of 7.2% and a market cap of $27 billion. Wow, this looks like Terra and Polkadot are neck and neck, huh? Oh, yeah, they've been there. Same thing with Shiba. And, and uh, actually, no, she, uh, Shiba dropped below Avalanche recently. Uh, quite a bit, actually. Uh, Dogecoin is still holding number 11 position. But uh, Aval but Shiba's like, what, $7 million below? Mm, it's really falling a lot. I mean, it's up in the last seven days, but... It's only up because we fell for so long. Now, making a seven-day gain is easy. <laughs> well, yeah. I have to admit, I have a couple of customers and friends who have owned a good chunk size of Cardano, a, a large bag of Cardano, and they're very happy right now. I've actually heard this from people like, oh, Cardano is up again. Yay. Yay. So. Well, all the best with Cardano. Um Where's Cardano? Litecoin's also doing quite well right now. 16% up over the last week. Mm -hmm. Antep is up. I think Near was the one I was thinking of. It was really neat. Near, oh, Near dropped back again. Okay. Near had reached rank 17 not that long ago. I was like, wow, this just keeps climbing. And then it finally dropped down because the whole market kind of dropped. So, except for Cardano. <laughs> All right. Your overall time market cap is at $2.13 trillion, down by 2.8%. Wah, wah, wah. Now, if you go up to the top right corner in CoinGecko.com, there is a little candy jar up there. You click on that little candy jar, blink, and you get yourself some awesome 
candies which gives you I already collected mine for today you can get some awesome rewards NFTs or discounts on crypto items but that said back to you Jake yeah, well, uh, it's always good to have people listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate people when people are listening to us because, hey, we're not just talking to ourselves, right? <laughs> so if you like this content, we would appreciate that if you showed us that you liked it by hitting the like button. And if you'd like to hear more, you can hit the subscribe button. And we post every Wednesday or Sunday. It's actually not Wednesday or Sunday right now. It's Monday. but And it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But uh, we kind of miss Sunday, so we're making up for it today. Uh, you can check us out on Discord, and there's a lot of participation there. There's lots of interesting uh, NFTs and assets to collect if you come and join us on Discord. You can also participate, uh, or rather donate, by participating with Patreon. We have three different levels on Patreon, with dump, uh, AMAs, as well as additional interview information. If you don't want to do that, we accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, and Raven. All the links and information is in the description below. In the coin tree. All right, let's get started with your... Crypto news of the day provided by Coin, uh, excuse me, CryptoPotato.com. All right, first news of the day. Let's see here. Let's scroll back up here. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Felix Molin writes, Crypto.com pauses withdrawals and restarts users to FA accounts after reports of suspicious activity. Not your keys, not your coins. Despite technological advances, the almost... Sacred mantra repeated ad uh, nauseum by cryptocurrency <laughs> by cryptocurrency maximalist still holds true. Today, the cryptocurrency exchange Crypto.com announced the suspension of withdrawals following a series of complaints of users who allegedly claimed that their funds had disappeared. During the morning of January 17, 2022, Crypto.com's official Twitter account acknowledged that a small number of users reported suspicious activity on their accounts. The pause on all withdrawals was a precautionary measure while staff gathered, gathered information. <clears throat> Crypto.com does not officially disclose what the suspicious activity was. Instead, it was users who began reporting a series of alleged un unauthorized withdrawals. Overall, the sums lost amounted to several thousands of dollars. More curiously, there were reports that even 2FA protected accounts had been compromised and funds were drained even with this additional layer of security. 2FA or two-factor authentication is a security technology that requires identity verification through a second credential over a username and password. The most common case is that of a short-lived dynamic key that can be only obtained through a single registered device such as a smartphone avoiding the possibility of any hacker or intruder with access to the account being able to log in. <clears throat> Besides pause and withdrawals, Crypto.com also reset the 2FA of all its users forcing them to set up their account as if they were a new one. The exchange appealed for calm assuring that users funds were still completely safe. A few hours later, Chris Mars Marzalek, CEO of Crypto.com, announced that the team was in the final phase of, it, of the investigation, and in less than half a day, the exchange had resumed all its services, guaranteeing that the security of the funds. <clears throat> Chris um, Mars Mars Marzalek was pretty satisfied with the way his team handled the event, <clears throat> and we'll leave it at that. Perfect. Right. Yep. That's uh, every exchange. 
Yeah. Every major exchange is going to have some problems at some point, but I, I, I kind of wonder if their two factor is real. Like, they're like, oh, you need a sub two factor. But maybe, I mean, if a, an account with two FA can still get hacked, that means there's something wrong with a two FA or it's not legit. You know? So I don't know. There's other possibilities of, of um, uh, what's it called, man in the middle attacks or crypt or not. It's not crypto jacking. It's um, if your website sucks and your security on your website sucks, then it doesn't matter if you have two factor because people can just do a, a injection uh, hack. So, continuing on with the news from Andrew Thrillavos. Excuse me. 1.6 billion BNB removed in Binance first quarterly auto burn. Burn, baby, burn. <laughs> Binance, the world's largest exchange, uh, crypto exchange, pardon me, recently completed its 18th quarterly burn, making its first quarterly auto burn. Burn removed greater dollar-denominated value from the network than ever before. According to a blog post from Binance, the burn, the burn pardon me, feel the burn. Removed 1.684387.11. Not like you needed to know that. Binance coin or BNB. At the time of this writing, that was roughly $800 million worth of tokens. 6,296 of those tokens were effectively burned through the Binance Pioneer Burn program, which counts uh, BNB mistakenly sent to dead wallets. Aha. As the first auto burn, the, this burn was not manually conducted through Binance exchange revenue generation. Rather, BNB was collected for removal through the Binance Smart Chain's auto burn mechanism. The auto burn mechanism automatically determines how much BNB to burn according to a formula based on BNB's price and the number of blocks produced that quarter. It is set to replace manual burns going forward. Uh, yeah, so they're just going to keep burning on their own and having to ask somebody to do it. The previous burn in October torched 1.3 million BNB worth uh, about $640 million at the time. Binance plans to reduce the token count to, of its, uh, to half of its original supply from $200 million to $100 million through these burns. burns. That's it. On to the next All one. All right. Cool. Let's see. Next one is written by Dimitri. Dimitar. Dimitar? Zanzarov. Dimitar. Zanzarov. Zanzarov. Oh, what happened? I thought I clicked on it. There we go. Mm. All right. This one is Thailand's former SEC chief opposes possible crypto taxation report. Tipsuda. Tavaramara. The former Deputy Secretary General of Thailand's Security and Exchange Commission, SEC, disagreed with the government's intention to impose a 15% capital gains tax on cryptocurrency profits. Ouch. She believes such legislation is impractical, unfair, and not beneficial for the trade sector. Earlier this month, the Thai authorities presented plans to slam local cryptocurrency investors and miners with a 15% capital gains tax. According to the legislation, digital assets exchange would be exempt from the potential regulation. Nonetheless, the lawmakers did not elaborate, making some individuals doubt the use cases. One of them is Tipsuda Tharamara. A former top executive at Thailand's SEC, at Thailand's SEC, in her view, the possible crypto taxation lacks clarity and is not going to promote trade. Quote: 
Withholding tax also affects transactions as stores that accept cryptocurrencies must collect capital gains tax from customers. She went further stating that the Revenue Department Department's decision is unfair and unpractical as crypto exchange operators do not pay investment returns to users. Quote, whether policies forces on, on the promotion of trade industry or not, the revenue department should collect taxes fairly under, uh, un, yeah, under clear rules and practices. Uh, Tharamara noted that countries like Singapore, Australia, and some European nations do not treat cryptocurrencies as a product as a product and have removed the value added tax VAT on trading. She urged Thailand's authorities to follow that path. All right, and there's a photo of her. Tipsuda. All right. <clears throat> let's actually let's see what is this? Thailand's crypto plans for 2022. At the end of 2021, the Bank of Thailand unveiled its plans to implement strict rules on cryptocurrencies industry in 2022 as the interest in the asset class keeps increasing. That exact rules of the BOT intends to propose yet uh, propose are yet unknown. Still, the bank's governor, Mr. Uh, Suthiwar Naroput, said Bitcoin and the alternative coins have the potential to propose in the monetary system like many others though he warned that the enhanced volatility of the asset class remains an issue. Prior to this, the Central Bank of Thailand urged local financial institutions to stay away from cryptocurrencies. Quote, We do not want banks to be directly involved in digital assets trading because banks are responsible for customers' deposits and the public, and there is risk. The BOT was also concerned that the broad employment of digital assets could impact the central bank's ability to monitor the national e economy. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I wanted to make a comment about that beginning up here. Um, it's kind of weird to collect capital gains tax on purchases. That, that I don't think that's something anybody ever does. But at the same time, 15% capital gains tax sounds bad. But then when you look at the United States and they had, it's a 25% just on uh, long-term capital gains, but it's 40% on short-term capital gains, 15% doesn't sound that bad at all. So they're measly 15% capital gains tax eh, for the U.S., which is way higher. <laughs> so, continuing on with Australian Football League, Crypto.com becomes financial backer of the Australian Football League and the AFLW. And that, this is, of course, Crypto.com getting into sports again, right? The digital asset, oh, sorry, Dimitar Zondorov wrote this. The digital asset, asset platform Crypto.com, or Crypto.com, I guess, is the way they have it, inked a five-year collaboration with the AFL to become a financial backer of the Toyota AFL, Toyota, wow, Toyota AFL premier season, and with the NAB AFL Women's Championship. The trading venue will also feature as an exclusive naming rights partner of the tournaments and the final series matches. According to a document seen by, the crypto, by crypto Potato, the AFL became a the first Australian sports league partner to uh, pardon me, league to partner with Crypto.com or Crypto.com, I guess is what they want to be called now. Uh, at the same time, the AFLW is the first elite women's sports competition, which the platform has sponsored worldwide. According to recent estimations, Australian female investors are much more engaged in the cryptocurrency space compared to other countries. Carl Mohan. Crypto.com's general manager for the region and Asia Pacific said 
the development would resonate with the trends of the country. Quote, our latest consumer research in Australia found that more than half, 53% of crypto investors were females. It is very encouraging to see that Australians from all walks of life, irrespective of gender or background, are very keen to adopt cryptocurrencies. Very excited to see their go-to platform or being their go-to platform. Australian football, known as Australian rules football, is by far the most popular sport on the continent. Gillian McLaughlin, uh, chief executive officer at the AFL, opined the partnership with Crypto.com making an exciting new chapter for the local sports industry. He says, quote, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is a dynamic and emerging industry. The AFL is delighted to partner with Crypto.com to become, pardon me, to be at the forefront of the industry's growth in Australia. The document did not disclose how much cryptocurrency French Exchange has invested in the sponsorship deal. Uh, more sports stuff down below. I'm not going to read it. Continuing on. All right. Let's go to the next one. What do we have? Um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin aid reaches tsunami. Tsunami hit Tonga when communication lines are down. Oh, yeah. You remember that? The volcano? Yep. <clears throat> this one's written by Jordan Lyonjev. As per ex-parliament member Lord... Fusitsua, the the island nation is on course to adoption to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender by November 2022. For now, though, the cryptocurrency is being used to transfer funds from to Tonga, which was hit by a tsunami recently. A tsunami measuring 1.5 meters triggered a triggered by a shockwave, uh, shock yeah, triggered by the shockwave hit Tonga during the weekend. Uh, in inundating homes and roads and damaging communication lines. However, no death has been reported. The shockwave was registered as far away as Alaska and Chennai in a sharp rise and fall of air pressure. The booming sound was reportedly heard as far as New Zealand that lies about 2,500 kilometers from Tonga. More recent reports claim that, the mo that most communication lines could be down for up to two weeks. Nevertheless, Tonga also made the news... Uh, on the crypto front, <clears throat> the, the tiny island in the ta Tasman Sea of the South Pacific Ocean is accepting Bitcoin donations in the aftermath of Saturday's volcanic shockwave that caused the tsunami. Responding to the spectacular visuals of the volcanic activity, some Twitter users suggested setting up a Bitcoin wallet address to collect relief funds and help Tonga deal with the crisis. Tonga's ex-parliament member, Lord Husitsu, who said a few days ago that the island nation was on a was on course to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender, set up a Bitcoin wallet address to receive donations from crypto holders. As of writing these lines, the wallet has received approximately five thousand dollars in BTC donations in less than twenty four hours. <clears throat> awesome, that is awesome. Lord Fusitua later added, "It's shown how important it is. We are effectively." The only stream of revenue of any sort that can get into Tonga now, via Blockstream Bitcoin satellite kit gifted by Excelion last year. Wow, yes, that's right. If you guys don't know, people always complain that, hey, what if the internet goes down? Well, we have satellites, man. Satellites. Yep. <clears throat> As no internet equals no fiat no, or banking remittances can get in, only, only us. Let that sink in. Yes, of course, satellites. Seriously, when people look more deeper into this technology and understand that you can't stop Bitcoin, like literally, like that's what they're saying. The internet is down, like literally on their island. 
They have no telecommunications. But thank God for the satellite kit that was d donated by Excelion. They're able to accept it. I mean, technically, that is internet. It's just internet from outer space, as opposed to something that would be like hardlined in. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they are. I mean, I, I, I personally, I would think they would be more interested in more satellite internet. I don't know how big Tonga is physically as a you know an island nation. If it's bigger or smaller than Hawaii or whatnot. But you still got to drag a cable across the ocean from the mainland areas to Tonga. I don't know where they're, you know, they're being dragged from or what what the local line is. But that stuff's going to go down in a, in a volcano or an eruption or something like that. But uh, as far as I know, they don't have volcanoes in space. So. <laughs> right. 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 Tonga has one hundred twenty-six thousand strong dis dis. Diaspora, yes. 18,000 yeah. of whom live in Australia. Remittances account for 37% of the country's GDP. That's a, actually a lot, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. By accepting Bitcoin as legal tender, Tonga can benefit from faster and cheaper international payments. Lord Fusituas has given a timeline for the possible adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender by November 2022. He also unveiled Tonga will tap uh, geothermal power from its volcanoes to power Bitcoin mining. The tech is ready to deploy. We're just waiting for the legal tenders, bills, passage, and the ancillary legislations to direct the mining infrastructure rollout, he said in a recent tweet. All right. You know what? I kind of, I, I want to follow Lord Fitz, Fitz, Fusitur. I want to see, I want to see what he's doing, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You just pinned me, so I'm following him now, too. Um, continuing on with the news, OpenSea. This is from Chinika Dika or Deca. OpenSea scores ATH uh, or ATH of $3.5 billion in monthly Ethereum trading volume. Popular NFT mark auction marketplace, OpenSea, has surpassed the $3.5 billion mark in monthly Ethereum trading volume. According to the latest chart by Dune Analytics, on January 17th, OpenSea had already clocked in $3.52 billion in terms of monthly Ethereum trading uh, volume. Even with two more weeks to go in the conclusion of the month, the platform's daily trading volume has oscillated between $169 and $261 million throughout January. With the latest milestone, it surged past the previous all-time high of $3.42 billion in August 2021, the, during the same month, OpenSea's monthly fees on Ethereum also touched a new high of $236 million. Notably, OpenSea's monthly trading uh, volume figures on Ethereum went downhill over the next few months, eventually falling to about $2.37 billion in November. It doesn't tell you a whole big difference, really. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, it's still billions. <laughs> However, the subsequent month saw a substantial recovery with uh, $3.24 billion in sales. Meanwhile, the new ATH, or ATH, demonstrates <clears throat> renewed optimism and growth in OpenSea after the blockbuster 2021. As a result, it is now hauling, hauling in over $207 million in fees this month and may catch, soon catch up with the aforestated high reach five months ago. Over the, la over the past couple months, OpenSea has emerged as an already established brand with a significant level of popularity, Crypto Potato recently reported that it had crossed the coveted $1 million mark with respect to active user wallets on the platform. Earlier this month, OpenSea announced 
uh, concluding a $300 million series round C, or probably series C round, led by Paradigm and uh, Coatu. The latest capital infusion valued the firm at a whopping, a whopping $13.3 billion. Moving forward, it plans to accelerate the product development, enhance customer. I think we already read this before, but yeah, they're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Go open C, make money, be cool. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one here. Let's see on chain data. Hmm. I think we really need to read this one, right? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Continuing on. Let's see here. Binance to establish a crypto exchange in Thailand report. Sure. Let me just skim through that one real quick. This one's written by Dimitar Zanzarov. Binance to establish a crypto exchange in Thailand. The world's leading digital asset platform, Binance, has reportedly collaborated with the Gulf Energy Development PCL, owned by the Thai billionaire Sarath, Sar Sarath Rat Ratanavadi. The main goal is to set up a cryptocurrency exchange in the Southeast Asia state. Thailand has recently positioned itself in the spotlight of the cryptocurrency industry as locals have started embracing the asset class. At the same time, numerous experts uh, op opined that jumping into the world of crypto could be highly beneficial for the country, which economy struggles significantly after the COVID-19 pandemic. Look at this, man. This is this is what's crazy is that every country out there is adopting it. But what about us? What about the states? Yeah, exactly. Isn't this where it came from? Oh, wait. Well, we don't know. We don't know, right. <clears throat> One of the individuals is Jirayut. Yeah, I don't know. Founders of and CEO of the cryptocurrency exchange Bit Bitcub. Not long ago, he urged Thailand's authorities to open their arms to the digital asset industry. According to him, the countries could multiply its GDP by six times by doing so. According to a recent Bloomberg report, another initiative is coming on its way, establishing local cryptocurrency exchange. <clears throat> it will result from the mutual agreement between Binance and the Nasdaq-listed company Gulf Energy Development PCL, controlled by the billion billionaire uh, Saroth and that's uh, a picture of him here Saroth Ratan Ratanvadi yep <clears throat> the collaboration represents the latest efforts by Binance to institutionalize its global operations during the last couple of months the company has been seeking to relocate its headquarters as Ireland and France have been among the possible destinations Nearly a month ago, Shengbang Zhao, cryptocurrency exchange, displayed its intention to establish a digital asset venture in Indonesia. Back then, it discussed the possibility with PT Bank Central Asia, an entity controlled by the wealthiest families on the island, the Hartona, Hartono Brothers. With a population of around 273 million, Indonesia is known as the 15th largest economy globally. However, a vast number of its inhabitants are unbanked and have little access to other basic forms of finance. With that said, Binance's potential settlement could provide options for those in need, while most influential businessmen in Indonesia could get involved in the cryptocurrency industry. A spokesman of the exchange said, quote, we are supportive of the subs uh, sustainable growth of the blockchain industry globally and we are constantly looking for at businesses opportunities in every country all right well i wish them all the best exactly <clears throat> uh, singapore let's see, spain regulators that's interesting 
I'm going to read this. I'm going to skip over the Singapore one and go to Spain. Here. <clears throat> Spain's regulators set new rules for cryptocurrency advertisement. Digital asset minute, or this is written by Jordan Lanchev. Digital asset uh, ads in Spain will have to include a designated warning from February 2022, according to a new release from the Commission Nacional de Mercado de Valores, CNMV. The paper outlined the new rules on Monday, January 17th, indicating that the watchdog wants to ensure that the advertising of these products offers true, understandable, and non-misleading content and includes a prominent warning of the associated risks. <clears throat> it added that the crypto industry is non-regulated as of now, which could increase the associated risks as result as such individuals and outlets uh, advertise such services will have to include the following messages on each post. Quote, investments in crypto assets are not regulated. They may not be appropriate for retail investors and the full amount invested may be lost, end quote. Post also, it's probably not written in English, but the post should also include an additional link or explanation informing it is important, that is, quote, it is important to read and understand the risks of this investment, which are explained in detail at this link, end quote, probably with a link. From now on, influencers with more than 100,000 followers should provide their planned advertisements to the CNMV at least 10 days ahead of the publication for approval. The uh, report explained that these rules will apply to crypto asset service providers, uh, advertising service providers, and to any other natural or legal persons who carry on such activity on their own to initiate or on behalf of third parties. I'm just going to stop there because I don't think I need to read any more about this, but I, I want to make a point about this. This is good. This is smart. This is kind of like the way that Google says, by the way, this thing you're looking at is an ad. Um, it's not a link. It's an ad. Just so you know, it's sponsored. Um, you can click on it if you want, but we need you to know it's not just a link. And I think that's really key. You need to warn people about doing something stupid, but you can't stop them from doing something stupid. Obviously, we know, nobody wants anybody to do something stupid, and I'm not saying crypto is stupid. I'm just saying it's good to have as much information as possible. If, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well... Unless you're talking about Dynamo, in which case it is too good to be true, but it's also real. <laughs> All right, next. Not financial one. advice. We have written by Shayanika Deka. Metaverse Project Pavia debuts on the Cardano blockchain. That's Meta why Cardano is up right now. Mm -hmm. Metaverse is still in its infancy. While Ethereum-based Metaverse games such as The Sandbox have seen exponential traction, investors are also looking into building projects upon stable POS networks <clears throat> such as Cardano. Interestingly, one of the idiosyncratic catalysts to ADA's latest rally is its addition. As a matter of fact, Pavia's entry into the Cardano ecosystem comes at a time when its native crypto assets, ADA, has suffered a con consistent downward pressure amidst the market-wide route. But the NFT activity on top of the network provided a much-needed <coughs> much push to the token, which jumped by 14% in the last 24 hours and currently trades at $1.55. Yeah, it's been since the beginning of December since uh, Cardano was at the level, so it's good to see it up there again. Mm -hmm. 
Fabio, the recently launched gaming application on the Cardano blockchain, has some big plans for this year. So far, the project has issued at least 100,000 land parcels. Each is being minted as a uniquely number numbered Cardano NFT based on coordinates. More than 60% of the land parcels were pre-sold in October and November last year. The rest is slated to go on sale in the current quarter. According to the official website, Pavia has more than 8,300 landowners at, at this stage. However, they cannot visit or deploy any content onto their respective land parcels. The platform revealed that the team was working to deliver the in-game Pavia experience. Similar to other metaverse projects, Pavia has also has an in-game currency Pavia used for utility purposes inside its metaverse ecosystem. 25% of the native token was airdropped to Pavia NFT land landholders right after the blockchain snapshot in December 2021. Pavia has also revealed partnering with cross-game avatar platforms for metaverse readyplayer.me and I'm so going to save that and check it out later. <clears throat> Copy that. Yeah. And okay. I'm interested in Pavia. Um, and I'm actually, like I said, look, I didn't realize it was Pavia that was causing Cardano to go up. But uh, I think that the people I know who own uh, large, large bags of Cardano are going to be interested in this thing too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. To, uh, so, readyplayer.me to let users design their own avatar compatible outside of the Pavia ecosystem in more than 700 applications and games. Moving forward, in the first quarter of 2022, Pavia intends to add liquidity to Cardano's decentralized exchange and explore cross-chain liquidity. It also plans to look into on-platform assets, gamification, etc. The following quarter, the project aims to uh, collate all feedback and build a commencement for the in-game Pavia.io experience look and feel. A double down on interoperability, cross-chain, and the cross-metaverse. During the third and fourth quarters, Pavia Plaza will host its first live event. Testing of Pavia portals will also begin. Nice. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right, we're like halfway through the news. We want to keep going? Sure, yeah. I All right, so again from Jordan Lanchev. Sotheby's to accept crypto for a 555-carat black diamond. <clears throat> Half a year after a diamond was paid for with crypto, Sotheby's will hold another auction for a rare 555.55, I wonder if there's a trend there, uh, carat diamond that can be sold for digital assets. According to a recent Forbes report, the diamond in question is set to be the largest ever to appear at the auction this February. It's a rare black diamond that has never been publicly displayed or sold and has been held in the same collection for more than 20 years. Wow, if it wasn't sold before, then how'd that person get it? It's called the Enigma and will be offered for without reserve, meaning that it will go to the highest bidder without a cap on the maximum price, which means it could go very high. The giant auction house Sotheby's estimated that it could go for up to $7 million. Increasingly, I mean, interestingly, the buyer can opt to pay with crypto during the auction. The coverage further informed the Guinness Book of World Records called the Enigma, the largest cut diamond in the world. The uh, Gemological uh, Society of America and Gubelin, on the other hand, said it, it's the largest fancy black natural color diamond. 
Uh, I guess that's more specific. Ahead of the auction, which starts February 3rd, right after Groundhog's Day, the diamond will be shown for the first time in Dubai, Los Angeles, and London. It's worth noting that Sotheby's already sold a massive diamond for cryptocurrencies. As reported in July last year, an undisclosed buyer paid $12 million for one. Okay, so $7 million isn't that much. Separately, the auction house invested $20 million in an NFT studio called Mojito. Mojito. Completely unrelated. Yeah, Just yeah, so you know. Yeah. Let me add that cherry on top. <laughs> News here, uh, Mojito by Sotheby's. I'm sure they, they want people to know about that. <laughs> All right, let's see the next one. Uh, Bitcoin stable at 42K. Okay. BTC worth 1.1 million sent to a confirmed Michael Saylor giveaway scam. Uh, worth reading or just lesson it, learned? Uh, probably lesson learned. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to take a quick little skim here. Impersonating scams in the crypto industry, growing threat, which... Uh, yeah. You know what? There's a lot of scams out there. Don't fall for them. That's all. Yeah. Pulse X, not financial advice. All right, next we have NFT and blockchain based games on the rise despite the recent crypto decline. <clears throat> the non fungible token universe and blockchain based games seems to have their own macro events that affect their growth. A set of reports by the analyst company DapBadar revealed that the number of NFT trades continued to increase gradually despite the adverse price movements in the digital asset industry. Additionally, the interest in blockchain-based games is also on the rise. <clears throat> Most cryptocurrencies have lost some price ground during the last couple of months. Bitcoin, for example, has retreated by nearly 40% uh, from 69000 record registered in november last year a recent date from that radar though outlined the adverse situation in the digital asset market has not uh, harmed nfts and blockchain based games those numbers have sustained their interest levels and even increased their popularity among investors the analyst firm noted <clears throat> it informed that the total nfts trading volume for q3 2021 amounted to 10.7 billion dollars while in q4 the number the numbers picked up by $11.9 billion. The situation at the start of the new year looks quite promising as well, the firm said. According to DapRadar, non-fungible tokens play an undeniable role in the metaverse and the play-to-earn space, which has further propelled their expansion. <clears throat> and let's see, let's scroll on down here. Uh, the world's leading economy dominated the NFT traffic during 2021 by far comes as no surprise since the nu numerous American celebrities, athletes, and musicians joined the non-fungible token universe. Notable examples such as individuals include the award-winning director Quentin Tarantino, rap icon Eminem, the Prince of Darkness Ozzy Osbourne, and the NBA star Steph Curry. Um, let's see. With nearly three times less traffic, the Republic of the Philippines ranked in second place. Brazil, Mexico, and, and Indonesia were the other countries in the top five. However, during the last few months, China surpassed its economic rival and now stands in as a leader in terms of traffic. The most populated nation in the market, a 166% increase in December compared to November 2021. <clears throat> All right, NFTs. Of people getting NFTs. They're not going away, man. I know they're not going away. It's just the beginning. There's plenty of, 
plenty of great reasons to buy NFTs. And it's great to be in the beginning and seeing where it's going to go. I have no idea, but we'll buy see. Buy my book. Yeah, buy his book. Not financial advice. <laughs> the Central Land reveals details on its Australian Open coverage. This is tennis in the Central Land by Mandy Williams. Following its entrance into the metaverse, the Australian Open, AO, has announced it, that its virtual tennis tournament, dubbed AO Central Land, will be launching next week. Uh, as early, early reported, the Australian Open, one of the biggest uh, tennis tournaments, partnered with leading virtual reality platform Decentraland to extend this year's championship to the metaverse. According to an email shared with Crypto Potato Today, AO Decentraland is uh, scheduled to launch on January 17th. That is today, which means it probably already launched. The initiative will enable supporters to gain unrestricted access and explore the Australian Open from any part of the world. This tournament, or, uh, the tournament organizers noted that it will replicate the best elements of Melbourne Park. Sorry, Melbourne Park. I'm sure the Australians will get on my case with that one. The uh, official statement of Australian Open Grand Slam Tennis Tournament in AO Decentraland. While in the virtual world, fans can move about the city in order to gain access to the Beach House and the Grand Slam Oval, where live and historic matches will be displayed on the screens. Ridley Plummer, Australian Tennis Project Manager, said that the move by the Australian Open is to immerse itself in the metaverse fully was imperative in providing wider coverage and access to the tournament's events, including live and historic matches and press conferences. His quotes say, we want the AO to be the world's most accessible and inclusive sport and entertainment event. And with the unique challenges fans have uh, faced getting to Melbourne, uh, we've faced track, uh, fast-tracked our launch into the metaverse, Plummer added. And uh, notably, the AO Decentraland is scheduled to run the duration of live events spanning from January 17th, 2022 to January 30th, so basically almost to the end of the month. During this period, fans should expect several benefits and features, such as player drop-ins from the tennis legends like uh, Mark I can't pronounce his last name. Philip Posisis. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these guys' names. Todd Woodbridge and behind-the-scenes footage of live matches from over 300 cameras around the home stadium. Now, that's pretty cool, in my opinion. The expectations fan will be thrilled with the uh, – will include the reverse feed from the AO Decentral that's piped in on AO uh, screens and courtside LEDs in between the gameplay community meetups, and gamification to uh, retrieve various NFTs and VR tennis games. In other words, Australian Open announced that it sold out with 6,776 AO art ball NFTs it minted for its viewers at a rate of 0.067 ETH each, just a few minutes after the public sale went live. Wow. Who would have thought? Um, how many How many of those were, were uh, bots buying them up to resell them? Of course. On open. That's the whole idea, man. That's the whole idea. I wish them all the best. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not 100% against it, but it's still kind of neat to see a big sporting event do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. could, let's see the Olympics do the same thing. I would be really stoked to see that. If the Olympics even happens, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, not, I maybe mean, not China's Olympics, but I mean, further Olympics down. <laughs> <lockdown>. Okay, okay. 
Because, I mean, the one thing I've already looked into, and I don't mind admitting this, is I've already pre-bought <laughs> tickets for the 2028 Olympics, which are a really long time from now. That's six years off. You can buy them now. But that's because it's in Los Angeles, and that's hella close to where I live. So, <laughs> I mean, hella close is in. It's only 400 miles away as opposed much, to having to fly across the planet. So. Um, right now, the advanced tickets that you can get, if you can get them, and like I said, this is all IOC stuff, is about 300 bucks. Mm. For one day? Yeah, for one day. Mm. But they only get more expensive the closer you get. So sure, yeah. I... I wanted, I mean, I went back in 1984, but it's because I was only six years old at that time. <laughs> I don't re remember very much. I remember the Coliseum, but that's it. So I wonder where they're going to have it at. Where are they going to have the Olympics at? It's going to be at the Coliseum again. They're just going to revamp it. So, okay. Really excited. Really, really stoked about that. And so I'm, I'm also excited about seeing what, what happens. I mean, in six years, a lot could happen with NFTs and Decentraland. I mean, we could have something entirely different. We could have a, a real metaverse with real, you know, Ready Player One he headsets where people exist in 3D and, you know, AR, augmented reality simultaneously. That would be like part of the Olympics then, right? Yeah, I'm hoping that's going to be the case. We'll see. <laughs> All right, where are we at on the news? I already lost my track. Uh, I was looking at NCR acquires Liberty X, and then there, okay. Shiba Inu team. So I read the NCR, right? Yep. Okay, there we go. Written by Mandy Williams. NCR acquires Liberty X and integrates crypto services into 750k ATMs globally. That's cool. That's awesome. Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies are one step closer to mainstream adoption as NCR Corporations, a leading manufacturer of automated teller machines, has, has enabled customers to buy and sell crypto assets on its, its more than 750,000 ATMs and digital touch points across 140 countries. The development comes after NCRs announced the acquisition of ATM network company and cryptocurrency software provider Liberty X for an undisclosed amount. NCR initially outlined plans to acquire Liberty X last August. The crypto software provider already has existing partnerships with independent ATM operators. This includes Cartronics, which owns and manages ATMs in the United States and at locations like supermarkets, pharmacies, and convenience stores. Since Liberty X Digital Asset Solutions currently runs on ATMs, kiosks, and point-of-sale systems, NCR will utilize its capabilities to provide enhanced crypto solutions to customers through its physical and digital platforms. The solution is available to restaurants, retailers, and banks through NCR's digital wallet and mobile applications. Clients will be able to purchase and sell digital currencies, accept crypto payments, and conduct cross-border remittances. Speaking on the acquisitions, Don Layden, EVP and President, Payments and Network NCR Corporation said, quote, The completion of this transaction enhanced our ability to provide digital currency solutions and capabilities to help run our customers' businesses. We are pleased to welcome Liberty X and its outstanding team to NCR. Meanwhile, as cryptocurrencies continue to gain relevance, mainstream crypto Mainstream companies are getting involved in, and pushing adoption by making it easier to use for users to access, invest, and spend digital assets every day. <clears throat> in August 2021, digital currency broker Voyager Digital Ltd. acquired crypto payment platform Coinify for $84 million as part of its strat strategic plan to make such assets accessible globally. Similarly, fintech giant Square made it easy for Afterpay's 3.6 million customers to purchase Bitcoin 
after acquiring the leading buy now pay later bnpl platform for a whopping 29 billion dollars in august 2021 which i love that <clears throat> i love that it's great it's good to see this because it's going to be really helpful in my opinion to get more uh access to crypto more ways it's just making crypto but just that much more mainstream i think, I think coinbase would be so much more funner to use if they had the the bnpl where you literally like like the way with 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 square is like you you buy you buy the crypto but traditionally with with banks you need to wait between three to five days for the remittances to clear right uh -huh. but with square they're willing to put put that funds on escrow they're willing to risk that <clears throat> so you buy your crypto and you can literally withdraw your crypto right then and there yep. until the three to five days passes then it clears in your account but regardless if it's not cleared i don't know what, what the back end happens I, i'm not sure what what goes on there but the three uh, that's that's awesome that i can just do that with square Yep, it is an amazing feature, and it's probably just because Jack Dorsey is so heavily involved or in, invested and involved in crypto in general. That to him, it's 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 a way of fostering uh, the push for crypto. It's like we we got to get more people in on this. We just got to. And the only way to do that is to just be as proactive as possible. So uh, let's see, I lose my place here. Okay. No, we read that one. All right. So, Shiba Inu team warned of misleading SHIB addresses on coin market cap. Ooh, scandal by George Georgiev. It's a short one. According to the tweet sent from the verified Shiba Inu Twitter account, coin market cap in, uh, intentionally listed three fake smart contract addresses of SHIB. The team therefore warned that these addresses found on the Barnett Smart Chain, Solana, and Terra are not safe to use. Going even further, the team warned users not to interact with these contracts and not to purchase SHIB from them because the funds will be irre irreversibly lost. Shiba Inu's team also argued that the coin market cap has refused to communicate with the SHIB team on uh, updates on the token page and are willing to allow malicious actors to vandalize our listing. Responding to the allegation, CoinMarketCap acknowledged that it actually listed three SHIB addresses. However, the platform argues that these are not malicious addresses, but rather wrapped asset instead. For the avoidance of doubt, the addresses are not malicious. There is, this, there is precedent for just oh, publish the contract addresses for wrapped assets because they would ultimately streamline the user's experience and facilitate cross-chain transactions. Team Coin Market Cap also invited Shiba Inu team to reach out through the official channels linking to the support page. That sucks. Hmm. Um, I thought isn't Coin Market Cap owned by Binance? <clears throat> yes. So maybe there's a fu in there for Shiba Inu. Hmm. I don't know. It seems weird. I would think a company would want to be, I mean, they did make the point, you know, these are wrapped, not uh, invalid, but the problem with wrapped is it could involve a rug pull. So mm -hmm. got to be careful. All right. Let's see here. There's the sheeps. All right. Walmart filed documents to launder, to, excuse me. <laughs> 
to launch one more file documents to launch a cryptocurrency and join the metaverse. Hmm. It's <clears throat> Walmart. Like we need them there. <clears throat> oh no. This one's written by Jordan Lyonchev. After eight, after the fake reports about Walmart and Litecoin last year, this time the U.S. retail giant has officially filed documents with the local regulators to enter the cryptocurrency space and the metaverse. As seen in the CNBC report, Walmart's filing with the U.S. Securities and U.S. authorities about getting involved with the metaverse date late December last year. Essentially, the company wants to allow its users to shop for electronics, home decorations, personal care products, and everything in between from home by from from home but reviewing the merchandise via the metaverse <clears throat> hmm. okay walmart made seven separate applications one of which wants the u.s patent and trademark office to greenlight the firm to launch its own cryptocurrency and take advantage of the rapidly growing in popularity nft space josh durbin a trademark attorney referred to walmart's licensing attempt as super intense Quote, there's a lot of language in these, which shows that there's a lot of planning going on behind the scenes about how they're going to address cryptocurrencies, how they're going to address the metaverse and the virtual world that appears to be coming or that's already here, he added. Gerber outlined Facebook's decision to rename its brand to metaverse as the catalyst that started a mass wave of businesses rushing to get involved in the virtual world. Last year, Walmart made the news after reports emerged that it will adopt Litecoin for payments in its on its online stores. However, they turned out to be fake, which caused enhanced volatility in the crypto markets. Nevertheless, the company later added hundreds of Bitcoin's ATMs across its U.S. stores and said the numbers will likely go up to 8,000. Cool. Not 9,000? Only 8,000? Only 8,000. It's over 9,000! Oh, sorry. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Soon, soon. <laughs> North Korean hackers stole nearly $400 million in 2021, Chanalysis reports from Antonio Isiev. Uh, easy she, easy she, easy she. I'm sorry for butchering your name, Antonio. <clears throat> A recent report by blockchain forensic company Chanalysis stated that the cyber criminals in North Korea stole Bitcoin and Ether worth $400 million, but still have millions. <laughs> worth of stolen cryptocurrency fund unlaundered. How do you use crypto in North Korea? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, the Chainalysis report published in January 13th, 2022, uh, stated that the funds were stolen following attacks on minimum of seven crypto exchanges. Also, the company believes most of the attacks were possibly conducted by infamous cyber criminal organization known as the Lazarus Group. According to the blockchain forensics firm, the number of North Korean affiliated hacks rose from four in 2020 to seven in 2021. It doesn't sound like they're doing a lot of hacks, but maybe the whole point is big hacks, right? Also, the value of the hack increased 40% in analysis, calling 2021 a banner year for these perpetrators, considering the price performance of Bitcoin and Ethereum. The hackers employed methods such as code exploit, phishing, malware, advanced social engineering, and code exploits, which I already said, to steal uh, funds from exchanges with porous security systems. That is, people with crappy security don't use crappy security. Interestingly, Bitcoin accounted for less than a quarter of the stolen funds and 20% of the BTC stolen in 2021 when measuring the dollar value. Meanwhile, Ether was up more than half of the total loot 
with 58%, while other altcoins and ERC-20 tokens made up about 22%. North Korean hackers preferred mixers to launder funds. It just doesn't every thief. Uh, describing the laundering process, Chainalysis said that the cyber criminals first swapped ERC-20 tokens and then other altcoins for ETH via a decentralized exchange. Ether then goes through a mixer, a software service that obfuscates the source of crypto transactions. This can be done on Monero, by the way, thereby making coins difficult to tra trace, which can be swapped for Bitcoin. Bitcoin is also mixed and uh, consolidated into a new wallet. Hackers then send the Bitcoin to deposit addresses at exchanges that enable crypto to fiat conversion and are based in Asia. Per analysis observation, the North Korean cyber criminals seem to favor the use of mixers. According to the report, more than 65% of the stolen funds were laundered via mixers in 2021. This is a significant increase from 21% in 2019 to 42% in 2020. Wow. $170 million worth of crypto still unlaundered. So that's all I'm going to say. Basically, they stole a lot of money from a lot of different people who aren't using good security. If you want your money stolen, use crappy exchanges because you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Next one. What do we have? 95% of small businesses. Okay. Let me scroll on down there here. Let's see. All right. 25% of small businesses in nine countries plan to accept crypto payments in 2022. This is a visa study. Nice. Written by Dimitar Zandarov. Uh, according to a recent survey conducted by the payment processor giant Visa, almost a quarter of the participants across nine nations said they intend to embrace digital currencies as a form of payment sometime this year. Furthermore, uh, furthermore 13% of consumers in these countries pre uh, predicted retail stores will begin allowing crypto settlements in the following 12 months. As reported by Reuters, Visa surveyed 2,250 small business owners from nine countries across the globe including the united states of america canada brazil and singapore per the results every fourth participant plans to embrace bitcoin or some alternative coins as a payment method excuse me <clears throat> payment method before the end of the ongoing year <clears throat> it is worth observing the percent the percentage rate in the different countries, though Visa estimated that over 30% of the small business merchants based in the United Arab Emirates, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Brazil intends to raise cryptocurrency options to clients in the coming months. In contrast, 19% of those in the USA and just 8% in Canada plans to do the same. The payment processing organization also interviewed 1,000 American adults who are not in charge of companies, along with 500 more people from each other country. Nearly 13% of those 1,500 individuals anticipated retail stores to begin offering digital asset payments in 2022. Jenny Mundy, Visa Global's, Visa's global head of merchant sales and acquiring, said many owners and businesses worldwide view the embracement of new forms of payments as fundamental to their company's growth. She added that accepting cryptocurrencies also comes as a natural evolution for many small firms. Quote, I think more people are feeling more confident with crypto, Monday concluded. All right, we'll leave it at that. All right, I'm, I'm going to skip over this UFC thing because I'm not interested in it. Maybe you can read it. But uh, I'm going to hit the last article here. It fits in this space. Uh, actually, think, yeah, it's on the 16th. Regulations 
can help stabilize stablecoins, preventing a possible run, OCC says, from Felix Mullen. The acting comptroller of the currency of the United States, Michael J. Sue, gave a speech on January 13, 2022, highlighting the advantages of regulating the cryptocurrency space, specifically stablecoins, as a way to provide peace of mind and security to those using this type of technology. Speaking from, at the British American Business Transatlantic Finance Forum, not a very long name at all, Sue argued that the growth of the cryptocurrency industry had been so swift that the regulatory indifference of previous years was now unsustainable, and there was a need to work on a robust legal framework. Sue argued that, that as more unbanked people begin to use cryptocurrencies as bank substitutes and no longer perceive the need for third uh, trusted third parties to transit money, the more regulatory attention is needed before it is too late. It's already too late, dude. Uh, for the U.S. control of the currency, uh, in addition to fighting crime, regulation of stable coins serves primarily to prevent latent dangers. Yeah, that is, you need to warn people. Don't make the don't slap their hand for doing something they want to do. If they want to spend their money on something that's going to get lost. It's their prerogative. Bank run is the most obvious of them all. The bank run is a panic episode that occurs when an unusually large number of depositors withdraw their money from banks due to fear that the institution will become insolvent or that a crisis will occur. This has happened multiple times. I think uh, the reason people are suing Robinhood, right? In most cases, banks cannot give physical cash to all the depositors because their funds are in the hand are of people precisely because of the business model by which banks operate. That is, they only keep a small percentage of the total cash on hand. In the case of traditional finance, regulators can in intervene. Still, there is little they can do when it comes to cryptocurrencies, especially decentralized ones. Still, his argument is invalid. This is especially notable in the case of stablecoins, as these tokens are, in many cases, on-ramp uh, for traditional investors into the world of crypto cryptocurrencies. And there is the confidence that the stablecoin is backed by an equivalent value in fiat, which it has to absolutely be. It's already been established, it's established in 2018. And if that confidence is broken by, uh, uh, is broken, a run could happen, hurting the crypto world uh, quite severely. I don't think that's true. We've already seen massive drops. People don't freak out that bad, except for people who don't understand crypto which is probably most people. And just for context, USDT alone moves almost three times as much daily volume as Bitcoin. That is true. So a run could affect the whole crypto industry in an unlikely event that it comes to happen. Regulations uh, could theoretically help ensure that stablecoins are indeed stable. Sure. Well, the industry is regulating itself. You're just jealous. United States has been looking for ways to have more and more control. Yeah, that's the problem. Over cryptocurrencies in an attempt to prevent another latent danger that they believe, which is total BS, from a geopolitical standpoint. Again, they're trying to control something uncontrollable. Loss of global leverage through the dollar. Already last year, PayPal's CEO speculated that Bitcoin to be used by China as a financial weapon. Specific, uh, several politicians have also warned about the possibility of cryptocurrencies detracting from the dollar's prominence if uh, early action is not taken. I honestly, sincerely hope and it does. But we'll just have to see about that. The use of cryptocurrency in the criminal underworld, and they still don't seem to understand it, is also an argument mentioned ad nauseum, yes, as I just made point of, 
as justification for tightening the screws because everyone's scared of the bad people. Likewise, um, the, the recent infrastructure act proposed by Joe Biden could negatively impact the crypto industry due to the exaggerated and even unfulfillable KYC requirements for a diversity of players that could range from exchanges to wallets to decentralized protocols. Also, Jerome Powell said this week that the report on digital dollar was ready to be presented. So this year may be pivotal for the definition of U.S. regulatory policies in the world of cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. I'm making my commentary all through that article, but basically they don't get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you'd like to read the UFC championship, right ahead. I am good. We'll leave it at that. Cool. <clears throat> and that's the news for the day. Woohoo! Yep. Perfect. To finish, to finish this out here, I will read the go through the, the things that we talk about remember if you like it appreciate it if heck if you just made it this far in our in our podcast we are very grateful for you if you'd like to express your appreciation by hitting the like button we'd appreciate that too you can also subscribe and hit the notification bell we usually post every wednesday and sunday you can check us out on discord and we have a marketplace and stickers and that's really fun you should totally check that out check us out on uh, uh, patreon three five ten dollar amounts all kinds of extra content or if you just want to donate, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, or Raven, all that information is in the coin tree below. Perfect. With that said, Cryptonauts, we are out of here. Until next time, stack sets and huddle. Adios.